HR After Hours. Well, all right. Welcome to HR After Hours, the only human resources podcast that'll, you know, help you keep an eye on your kids, screen their television shows for you, make <laughs> sure they're not watching anything they shouldn't. And yeah. by golly, we'll definitely check out their browsing history. Oh. Hannah Hampton, how the hell are you today? I am good. I cannot complain. Uh, feeling great. How about you? I am doing outstanding, just staying busy, working, and, Good. you know, avoiding that guy that keeps trying to serve me those divorce papers. <laughs> Let's jump right in, though. On our last episode, we thought we were going to cover two topics, yeah. and unbeknownst to our listeners, we didn't get to the second topic, so we're going we're to time. That's okay. It happens. jump right in. Lots going on out there. Everything's been so wacky over the last... 13, 14, 15, 16 months. I don't know. I can't believe it's, I, we're halfway through the year practically. But anyway, yeah. I'm lost. I actually uh, almost missed my wedding anniversary for the first time in year. Oh, well, that would explain the divorce papers. All right. Talking about trends, though, and things yeah. that are happening, and some things not necessarily being tied in with the pandemic that they should be. And one of those is spikes in turnover and resignations. Yeah, I feel like that this has been some big chatter out in the HR world. Is I've seen it called the great resignation and that people um, are expecting or, or forecasting some priest resignations soon because, you know. Hold I'm, on, Hannah, let me tell hmm. you. The only great resignation is when you say, I say good day to you, sir. I say good, good day, day you, indeed. <laughs> that is yeah. the great resignation. I think we've all had a couple of great resignations in our <laughs> lives. <laughs> that, you know what, upcoming episode, some yeah. of the historically awesome resignations. We, I'm writing it down. It's happening. Okay. Anyway, go ahead to your great resignation. Yeah, so I, I keep reading that people are chattering, you know, LinkedIn, I see it on LinkedIn, I see it's just everywhere. HR Dive had an article about it. You know, we always mention HR Dive. That's that is like my go-to HR news source. So shout out to the fine folks at HR Dive. Love what you're doing. Continue doing what you're doing. But basically that it's it's something that HR folks need to be prepared for. I actually, I, I talked about this to one of the executives at my company. You know, this is uh, some, something that HR people are, are thinking about discussing and preparing for our resignations. What was really funny is his response was, I thought a, a classic, a classic response. It was pretty great saying, hey, it's kind of like weddings. Like the people were expecting to have weddings in 2020, but pushed them off to 2021. So maybe that's the same for resignations. They were always going to be coming, but just now it's all going to be at one. That know, is but, a spot on analogy, actually. Yeah, I mean, that yeah. is perfect. I know. I, I literally was like, that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love it. What we're watching for and looking for are, are those numbers and resignations were up March this year. And that's from an article I read on HR Dive. Uh, that makes sense. You would think March was kind of March of 2020 was probably the most uncertain time for everyone. I mean, people were moving to remote the world was was falling apart. So you can imagine with all that uncertainty, it's not necessarily a great time 
to start a new job, but some people did it. Like I, I know that I was continuing to hire throughout the entire pandemic. What are you doing or what, what, you know, what should companies be thinking about uh, for this great resignation? Mick, what, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I love this topic because I remember when we had the, the economy crash last time and around 2008, mm-hmm. there are people that decided 11, 12, 13, 14 months ago, there are people that decided at the end of 2019 that they were going to leave your company. And they started looking at the beginning of the year, unbeknownst to you, and maybe we're in the interviewing process, maybe had offers on the table and the pandemic happened. Or maybe, you know, a lot of companies that I worked with just abruptly stopped their interviewing and hiring mm-hmm. mid-March, end of March last year. There are people that are still working for you today that were caught up in that muck that have mm-hmm. been working for you over a year since because of timing. I guarantee it. It's it's like padded facts, right? It's when mm-hmm. the old sandbagging thing where you wait and then all the numbers hit into a short period of time for outside factors. This is definitely one of those. If you're a company, let's we'll start with the uh, the first piece and the obvious. We're going to try not to make this a two-part segment as well. <laughs> but first off, it's funny that I'm the the recruiter is the one that talks about this nonstop. But if your company culture is terrible, yeah, and you all of a sudden saw an increase in your retention over the last year. Don't think you fixed anything if you didn't change anything. Right. You know, it didn't fix itself. That just means though all those numbers are going to fall into later this year, or at least a, a half of them. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just going to start making numbers and percentages. But <laughs> in all seriousness, so the first thing to me is, uh, as we're talking about how tough the market is there, because it's surprisingly difficult to get people back into work that were laid off or stopped working or have stayed at home this time, this whole time and not gone back to work, whatever it is, we're seeing a depletion of the workforce in certain segments. Mm-hmm. And we're some, everyone's focusing on that. How do I draw that candidate back into the market? How do I get the best of what's still out there? Well, the first thing you got to do is you got to save your talent, not don't save the bodies, but you got to save the talent If there are people that you have thought were on the fringe any time in the last two years and they still work for you, you need to check on your people. Mm -hmm. Well, and, you know, that's interesting because in the HR Dive article, they talk about there was a survey from Silk Silk Road Technology, which is an HR HRIS tool said two in five workers surveyed in December said they plan to resign based on how their employer handled the pandemic. You know, people, of course, um, maybe were disappointed in their company's response. Number one, not changing your culture or having a bad culture. Number two, how you handled the pandemic. People people see that. And I, I saw some memes out in the world where uh, they talked about questions that people will be asking in interviews, questions from the candidate how did you handle the pandemic? That is a big piece uh, and I think is an important piece. And then on that same note, people were, went remote. So a good percentage of office workers working from home. And if companies tell people they have to come back and not offering some sort of remote or hybrid or flexibility, that could also create 
resignations and people looking to join companies that offer that flexibility. So the world has changed. And that's something that's the reality that that we have to deal with is the world has changed. And some of it, you know, some of it's done. How you handled the pandemic. Can't go back and change that. You can't put that toothpaste back in the tube. (laughs) But your culture you can work on. And if you're expecting your employees to come back to the office as it was, you know, pre-pandemic, pre-March 2020, you might have some resignations coming because people realize that remote work can be done. And if they were doing it for the past year and a half and they want to continue to do it and you don't offer some sort of flexibility, that could mean resignations. Absolutely, because the argument has been used for years in some companies we just operate better when mm-hmm. everyone's in the office, or we need this role to be accessible in the office. That argument's hard to maintain if you successfully allowed your people to work offsite. Do you have to give this the the XA the same hundred percent you know offsite work from home type of situation? Absolutely not. Yeah, I I love that the the word is those what exactly what Hannah's used flexibility. Right. If, if you're I, a rigid work environment or you were before and then you've somehow made it accommodating during the pandemic, you got to find a hybrid. You got That's where the flexibility, it's give and take. It's not their way or the highway. Right. But what is an amicable win-win for this person in our company? That's where... You know, this is getting to know your people. This is having mm-hmm. conversations. This is all the things that most companies that have great retention do, but it needs to be just the bare minimum moving forward to be successful. Right. And I I believe, I truly believe that the majority of people want to be in the office some part of the time. Now, I'm not saying 100%, so don't, you know, and I, I'm sure you're prepared to kind of to to fight a little bit on that. I, I do feel like there are people who remote work, that is their thing. They realize this is how they want to work. But I do not think that's the majority of people. I think a lot of people recognize the importance of the social aspect of an office, you know, interacting, seeing each other, being in the same room with people, uh, thinking through ideas, creative ideas, that they'll want that. But flexibility, that's the key. They maybe will ask to be in the office, you know, two to three days a week and the other days remote working from home where they can focus, where they don't have the commute. I think that the the commute, while some people realized it was a nice buffer between personal life and work life, some people's commutes were were really hard, especially people who drive for maybe an hour. You know, I certainly I've been a commuter who's driven and I've been a commuter who takes a train and the train well, can be, you know, during a pandemic, I don't think I'd want to be on the train, but the train can be nice. You can read, you can relax, you can listen to podcasts, maybe listen to this one. Um, <laughs> but, you know, some people are really seeking that better work-life balance, that working remotely a day or two a week, maybe two or three days a week, that provides something. So if as a company, if this is something you can accommodate, I highly recommend thinking through how you can accommodate it for your employees. So just thinking of the things we've said here in just the last few minutes, mm-hmm. not only do you have people that were already going to leave, and then you right. have your just annual percentage of turnover, 
But then you may face additional turnover for the way that their perception of how you handled the pandemic. Mm-hmm. If you're not accommodating the appropriate work, work-life balance, I was trying not to be opinionated about it, but no, it's appropriate. There needs to be a mm-hmm. work-life balance. Get over it. So yeah. I'm thinking, holy shit, Hannah Hampton, I could see epic highest turnover numbers of all time. I think that this is something that should be like in the forefront of everyone's thought processes. This is this could be catastrophic mm-hmm. to some companies. I mean, think about it. This is if you already had high turnover, didn't your people don't feel like you were wait for it, empathetic uh-huh. and properly handled <laughs> the pandemic mm-hmm. and all these other things. I mean, you're you could be in Black Hawk down mode. Yeah. And, you know, was interesting in this HR Dive article, they talked about there were resignations. It's not saying like, hey, it didn't happen. Uh, a lot of female workers left their jobs. And, and we've all seen articles around, you know, child care issues and how women were affected more by the pandemic professionally than men were. So male workers had fewer departures than usual. Certainly, um, what they were saying is you could see a spike of resignation from men if they feel if this pattern is holding true. And again, I, I feel like take that with a grain of salt, especially I feel like it's very industry dependent. But I certainly feel like you've got to keep your eyes open because resignations are coming whether you like it or not. It's just the reality that we're going to be dealing with. And I, I think it's, it's a really interesting time because I know that there's there's been struggles. Companies have had struggles to, to hire people. A lot of people are leaving industries. I think the pandemic has caused people to really take a step back and look at their lives and, and make changes that they may not have a thought about prior to the world changing. And, you know, while it, it's going to be difficult to hire, it's just hold on to your butts. It's probably going to get even worse with resignations coming. Yeah, I mean, in all seriousness, this is something that, damn it, is going to have to be a multi-part segment. I am just now like looking at, at numbers and, and trends, and I'm freaking out. I'm also trying to get a little TM here on a phrase, because Mick Danzig thinks we're facing a possible workforce apocalypse, Anna Hampton. A workforce apocalypse, for the love of God. <laughs> That's uh that might be the title of this uh, episode, the workforce apocalypse. <laughs> the episode, Hannah, what the hell are we gonna do? It's what a are we gonna do? Apocalypse. Oh no! First off, if you're not connecting with your people on a regular basis, yes, go back to every episode of this podcast ever. And yeah, then, I was going to say, uh, you must not be a regular listener because we tell you, talk to your people, listen to your people, let's put the human back in human resources, let's create healthy, safe, great work environments. Like, it's, it's. I'm sorry, if you have a work environment where you're rude to people, where you yell at people, where they think, you know, you're on my time now, That that's just not the world we, we, we live in anymore. You need to move on. Treat That's a deal breaker. <laughs> yes. Treat people with respect. Create a great work environment. Make it a place where people want to come to work. 
you and and pay them fairly. And of course, that's going to be a whole that'd be a whole other episode. So we won't dwell on that. But if you if you just create a respectful work environment, you will create a place where people want to stay. And that's it. I know it just sounds easy uh, or make it sound easy. And it can be easy if you just take the time to do that, to change your ways, to think about how you lead people. There's a lot that goes into it, but put the human back into your workplace. I think the strongest weapon against the impending workforce apocalypse is doing the right thing, empathizing, like we just discussed in the last episode, understanding people. You know what? If your employer didn't allow you to handle COVID the way you wanted to, or it just wasn't executed well, make up for it now with some empathy. Check in on your people. You know, say, hey, I know there were some things that were a little discouraging and it took us longer than it should have to get you from home or whatever it was. But let's let's talk about moving forward and the, the importance of the individual and just check in on them, and make sure they're OK. Let's start there. That's your that's that's your first piece of artillery to battle this workforce apocalypse. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's it. We're going we're gonna to stop there because this is going to be a series this is what we're going to talk about. Yeah. And so the first thing is just taking care of your people. That, that's what this first episode's about. Like so, Hannah. Here's what it comes down to, though. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about it and I was listening to our last episode. I want to first compliment you because sometimes politically you're a little more passionate than I am. (laughs) Uh, I'm passionate about certain things politically, but there are also things that I don't think that there is a right or wrong answer and blah, 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 yada, 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 whatever my beliefs are. I listened and you were, we were talking about trying to get your people vaccinated and mm-hmm. we we're talking and, and you had to dance around being, well, I don't want to make this political. Well, fuck that. Here's the thing. <laughs> we spend all our fucking time as HR professionals avoiding certain topics like yeah. religion, politics and sex because those things need to stay out of work. Right. right. That's that's part of our job. Let's keep those things out of work. Let's make it about work, our people, everyone providing for their families and hopefully doing something to make the world a little better. But we go home follow after following these rules all the time and we're just like, ah, and, we, and, and so then sometimes we get a little more passionate about our politics or angry at the a-hole anti-masker <laughs> on social media. Yeah. So I have come up with a solution and... Oh. Hannah reluctantly has agreed. So we are actually launching a new podcast called This Is Not an HR Podcast. (laughs) Big days to get Hannah Hampton, and we'll be launching that in the next month. And I am so excited to unleash HR After Hours Hannah fucking Hampton. Yes, yes, because this is not going to be... We're not going to be talking HR. I mean, we. I'm sure it might come up. Because Unfortunately, that I mean, we can go um, talking yeah. about the fucking Twilight Zone, yeah. Seinfeld and the Family Guy, and turn it into friggin' HR, which drives our spouses bananas. So it's going to creep in. That's that right there is why the title is. This is not an HR podcast because the stuff that creeps in is not. HR and not part of HR after hours. Yes, 
And we, yep. we like to talk about all things. Let's get real. And, you know, certainly the, the, when we created our, you know, HR podcast, you know, we wanted it to be a place for us to blow off a little steam because sometimes, you know, and if you remember this back in the early days, we talked about how when you and I worked together, we'd have to talk each other off of ledges sometimes and the crazy HR world that we're in. And, and you know, sometimes once you're off the ledge, you can check in personally, talk about the show you watch, talk about the election, whatever it might be. And, and we're going to have a little fun with that. And it let me set the tone a little less delicately than Mrs. Hampton here. And when these two HR professionals go out outside of work, and, and it's, it's not frequent, but, I mean, this couple of HR professionals, my friends, were covered in guar blood at Riot Fest 2016. We don't do it half-assed. We don't sit down yeah. and drink martinis and talk about what we saw and see and fuck it in. No, we're getting, we're watching political figures being maimed and massacred by the rock gods guar covered in blood. I had a favorite damn vintage Jane's Addiction t-shirt just covered. And that night I'm at Hannah's house with her husband hand washing this shirt to get all this blood <laughs> off of it. That's what we do when we're not being HR professionals. That's what we do. We have fun. We rock. We go crazy. So yes, that's uh Sounds like I'm going to start sidelining on a friggin' wrestling ring over here. And then we do this. <laughs> and then I'm going to take you down to the side <laughs> of the ring. No, uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun and will be a nice departure from the HR world. Now, of course, as long as you and I are working in HR, we'll always have something to talk about for this podcast, but the sky's the limit on our on our, our new podcast. Oh, you heard it. Oh, you shouldn't have said that on the air, my friend. Mm. You can put that in the bank. All right, here to Hampton. <laughs> well, I'm very excited about the new podcast, and we'll launch it initially alongside HR After Hours, and then eventually we'll separate the two. So you'll still be able to get it on the HR After Hours site. Yeah. hrafterhours.com Hannah Hampton always a pleasure I love you I can't wait to let people see how fucking crazy you really are <laughs> have a great day bye